This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome back to Such a Lady, and I'm your host, Siobhan. Um, Can y'all believe um, that we made it? Like, this is, what, episode 16, season 3? Like, gosh, like, this is super dope, y'all. Like, and not only that, but like, y'all don't realize how inspiring you all are to me when you all send messages and you all, your prayers, especially when I had surgery, like you all are so dope. Um, what's so crazy is that I don't plan on taking a break, um, between now and the next season. I do plan on getting some things together, but I don't plan on taking a break, but I did want to... Um, you know, in the season with a good story. And so I have been looking and looking and looking and looking. And like, I kid you not, like I have stories in the vault. I have stories that I've been writing. I've been looking and nothing was right. Nothing at all. And then finally at what, 1248 AM, um, it hit me. It was like, tell them your story. I mean, we talk all the time about how we're girlfriends and how, you know, we're, you know, we feel like we're friends and I don't want you all to ever feel like that I'm coming from a place of, oh, well, this girl decided one day that she wanted to start a podcast and then here we are. That was never, ever what happened. Um, I have my own toxic love story and um, I have several of them, but the one that brought us to where we are today, and some of you might have heard it, and if you have, then this is not for you, but my prayer is that it touches someone and that you all see that, um, although I joke and I kid a lot, I honestly do have a heart for women, like I, I do. Um, on the flip side of this, you know, I do motivational speaking and um and then on top of that, you know, I just in general love to love on women. I just absolutely love you guys. And so um it would be crazy for me not to try to get inside of the heads like what happened? Where did it go wrong? Especially because I don't want it to happen to you and I don't want it to happen to me. But anyway, let's get into it. Um um, again, I'm Siobhan, and I am your host of Such Lady, and today we're going to talk about how we got to my toxic love story gone wrong. Um, a lot of times we talk about past and the past um, kind of playing a part in our future, but I can't honestly say that I had a really bad childhood. The only thing was that I was overweight, and so if you've ever been overweight, I mean, no matter how much your parents love you, no matter no matter how much you're cute in the face, none of that matters. If all of your friends are getting attention from boys and everybody's just looking at you like, hey, there's that girl, the fat one, then it's uncomfortable. And I'm not I'm not playing the victim card. 
I mean, there's some stuff I could have done. I mean, I was probably like five. What was I going to do? Go to like boot camp? I don't know. I'm just saying that that was how it started. And so the weight kind of never went off. It never went away. I went off like it's a TV show. The weight never went off. It just continued to just keep, um, I just continued to keep gaining and gaining. And so it wasn't ever like, oh, I had a sweet tooth. It was kind of like a starch tooth, like, baby, because them mashed potatoes and green beans. And then also another thing, and it's crazy when you're looking back on your life, because I remember one time sitting down talking to my mom and I was going through a really, really bad period. And I was like, like, what do I do? And she was like, are you hungry? And I looked at her and I'm like, dude, mama, I feel like my world is ending and you're asking me, am I hungry? And she's like, well, Siobhan, I mean, that's just what we do. Like back in the day when we didn't have money like that, all we had was food. And so in order to show our love and our appreciation and our condolences, we cooked and we ate. And so at that moment, it gave, I always respected my mom, but it gave me a whole new respect for her because she always, always, it didn't matter who it was, she was always offering them something to eat. And I knew that that was her love language, but before I didn't know that. So, <clears throat> of course, her love language is my thigh language because I'm getting bigger. And so, you know, I'm going through school and I'm trying to stay out the way you know, not trying to be seen, just trying to get through. Because for me, high school wasn't the end thing. Like, you know, everybody's like, oh, high school was the best years. Nope, not mine. Not at all. Don't get me wrong. I didn't get bullied or beat up or anything like that. It just wasn't the best time of my life. I was ready to get out of there. When they said I could graduate, I was done. If I could have not gone to the graduation, I would have been okay with that. But my mom was acting real extra. Something about she paid for some stuff and she wasn't finna let her money go to waste and all this kind of stuff. So I went, <clears throat> graduated, and moved out and ended up meeting the father of my child. And things between us were very, very young and rocky and I knew that I shouldn't have been with him in the first place simply because um his best friend told me hey look date him but don't fall in love now why would he tell me that because it was like the light bulb in my head said finish him you know like after those those um <clears throat> those little games finish him like I felt like I could fit I could make him love me I felt like if I could just love him enough that I could get him to love me. And so there started the beginning of loving someone that didn't love me. And so he would continue to show me over and over again that he didn't love me. But I would continue to show him over and over again reasons why he should love me. And don't get me wrong, there weren't like always bad times. There were good times. There were times where we went out. But overall... I didn't know how to be loved because I didn't love myself. So eventually the cheating continued and then I ended up, you know, I, I, by this time I have a little girl and I'm talking to my mama one day and I'm like, mama, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you tell, tell me 
to do one thing, but you do something else. And my mom was like, girl, I'm old, girl. It's too, it's too, it's too hard for me to start over. I, I, I didn't already, it's just too late, but it's not too late for you. And I'm looking at my mama, my hero, my shero, and I'm like, no, that's not true. But I could only change what I could change. And that was that I needed to get rid of the relationship I was in because it was toxic. Because I can no longer tell my daughter, um, do as I say, not as I do, because she was watching me. And so not to get into no long drawn out story, you know, I had other relationships and those relationships were just as just as toxic. They were just different men <laughs> with different names. They were all toxic. They all had <clears throat> toxic qualities. And I'm not saying I didn't because I did, because I feel like water um, seeks its own level. So if I was healed, I wouldn't have been dealing with those people. Does that make sense? So anyway, I come and I meet this guy, I go on Plenty of Fish, the devil. If you met somebody on Plenty of Fish, thank God, because they were created just for you. As for me, Plenty of Fish can go to hell in a handbasket. Um, so I meet this guy on Plenty of Fish, and I think he is sent from heaven. But mind you, I have not taken any time to heal. I haven't healed from my baby's daddy, not being with him no more. I haven't healed from me being married for six months, that trial Netflix period. I ain't healed from that. I ain't healed from my husband passing away from a massive heart attack and me finding him in the kitchen. Like this is all going to be in the book. But listen, I haven't healed from any of that. But I decide that I'm going to hop my hot tail on POF and I'm going to find me somebody. And I'm not just going to find me somebody. I'm going to find me somebody. Okay, baby, he was sexy. He was he was tall. He was light-skinned. He had some beautiful eyes. That was the problem. That's how they always, it's the eyes. It, it always be the eyes, y'all. It's always the eyes. I'm just looking into his eyes. Well, anyway, so we talking on the phone and all this. And, you know, he's like, hey, I want to come over and hang out. And it's the weekend. And, you know, ties over to my mom's house. And I'm like, sure, you can come over. We can hang out, have drinks, you know, because I'm not a... I don't really go out, <clears throat> probably should have, thought it was safer to stay in. I was absolutely wrong. So um, he comes over and we have a good time. We're, we're talking, getting to know each other. Um, brother never leaves, never, ever, never, ever leaves. He gets dropped off and um, the next day his sister's coming to get him. They get in a fight and... Um, then the next day is the issue with him and his other sister. Then after that, we were really connecting. And, and I'm not saying that I don't own this because I own it because I should have told him to leave. But also I was in a state that I was looking for something and he was playing on it. And so it was kind of like we were both using each other for something. So I can't say, oh, well, he came in and he used me and I didn't use him. No, we both used each other for something. I was lonely. I was hurt. I hadn't healed. I had baggage. And here was somebody 
who could feel all of those places. It didn't matter that he was mean. It didn't matter that he was physically abusive. It didn't matter, matter that he was mentally abusive. None of that mattered. It was some, it was a placeholder there. And so <clears throat> I went from having a nice home and, you know, two cars and, you know, material stuff, but it was mine. It belonged to me, you know what I mean? Um, to, he didn't want any of the stuff in the house anymore because that reminded him of my ex-husband. And so everything had to go. And so then, um, it pains me to say it, but it, I, I allowed that to happen because again, I didn't want to be by myself. I didn't want to lose another person. I was sick of losing people. I didn't want to have to lose somebody else. And so, um, if that meant that he wasn't here anymore, then I mean, what, what was in my mind, what am I holding on to it for? Maybe he is right. Maybe I am holding on to it because I do, I do subconsciously want him to be here. But here's the thing. The mind is so powerful because if we want to, we can allow it to think whatever we want it to think. We really, really can. And so I had allowed myself <clears throat> Notice I didn't say I allowed him. I had allowed myself to be convinced by him that this was okay. And so um, slowly but surely, when you start pushing the line, the line starts going further and further out. So little bitty things that I would do or I would be, I wouldn't have been okay with before I became okay with now. You know what I mean? Why don't you have a job? Why aren't you working? Why are you just out here hustling? Why are you dropping me off at work? Like, why are you using my cell phone? Like, um, I, I think I might have said something to y'all at one point. Like, my family, we, we always go out for um, celebrations and stuff. You get a new job, we going out to eat. You get a new car, we going out to eat. You change your last name, we going out to eat. We always going out to eat. And so, like, when I brought him into our fold... Um, and he, you know, he got, I assumed his first big boy job, we go out to eat. Okay. That job ends. Okay. I'm like, well, that was a bad job, you know, screw those people. So then the next time we go out to eat after the second time, we're not going out to eat no more because people got questions. Siobhan, why he got a job every other week? I got questions. Why you got a job every other week? And as a woman, you don't want your man to feel like he's less than, um, you don't. Especially if you see that he's trying. Um, but after so long, you can only see somebody trying if they trying. And it was kind of like I was getting to that point where I was like, okay, well, you know, what are we going to do? Something has to give because I, I can't keep being the only one giving. And so he's like, okay, well, Siobhan, you know what? I'm going to get this job because... He's in security and um, I ain't talking bad about the boy, but and then also he had issues of his own because I feel like because he couldn't be a police officer based on some of the decisions that he made, he ended up having to be a top flight security and he was going to be the best top flight security that there ever was. Like, forget Craig. He was, (laughs) listen... (laughs) he was the man and like you could tell like he would take it too far and I would have to like intervene a lot like like chill out like you like you can go to jail for this like they did not give you a gun you will go to jail somebody decide that 
you not really who you say you are. They finna fight you back. And if they beat you up, what's going to happen? Top flight security is down. Okay. So, um, he had his own issues and I had my own issues and it was like, we were like trying to coexist. And, um, but what's so crazy though, is although he had his issues and I had my issues and, um, we, we still got along. People are always so amazed at how, dang, y'all got along. And I think it's because it was surface level. And I don't know if if y'all get what I mean. I know a lot of y'all will, but I think it was just surface level. I mean, we talked. We we went to the lake. We did stuff like that. But I can't ever sit back and remember thinking about a time of, dang, when are we going to get married? Or, dang, um, you know our kids getting older or let's putting some money into retirement or less purchase in the house. And now that I'm able to sit back and reflect and heal from that, I think a lot of that was because I didn't want that with him. I didn't want any of that with him. It was easier because if I attached myself to him in those ways, then he could leave and I could be hurt again. So if I just kept him at a surface level, then things would be okay. It was okay to have fun. So it was easy to sweep those things underneath the rug. Um, and this is me speaking now. Back then, I was a mess, okay? Brother, I had, I was, I was living in a car at one point. I was, um, my, my mama had, she didn't stop talking to me, but she was like either him or me. That's what it was. It was him. And I was like, mama, it ain't gotta be either one of y'all, but you don't ever have to say something because your actions will always speak louder than you will. And so I didn't ever have to tell my mom that I chose him over her, but my actions by not coming to her. Cause her thing was he, you, he can't come over you ain't got nowhere to stay. He ain't got nowhere to stay. You got somewhere to stay. And that was what she would always say. He ain't got nowhere to stay. I ain't his mama. You got somewhere to stay. So I'm sitting here telling him like, look, bro, like I need, if if this is you with me and you got my back, then I need to meet your mama. Like, why haven't I met your mama? Like, if we can't go to my mama's house, let's go to your mama's house. So we go to his mama's house. I meet his mama. Y'all listen, I mean, you know, it's called growth. That's what it's called. So I get to the man's house and I'm talking to his mom and her girlfriend and they telling me what's going on and all this stuff. And they seem really nice. And I'm like, dang, like, I wonder why haven't I been around these people? Like, they seem cool. So this is where we going to stay at because we're not going to stay in the car because he didn't came through. And I'm like, oh, my man, my man, that's my man. I'm going to stick beside him. So my men go to sleep. I'm in here watching TV with my two moms. And they tell me that the reason why he hasn't been around is because he's crazy. And that he's maced his mama. And that I need to run. And that he ain't all that he cracked up to be. And at this point, what I'm due? I ain't got no job. I ain't got nowhere to go. I didn't burn my bridges with my mama. And then you don't want to tell everybody your business. I don't think people understand that point. People are always like, well, just tell me. Just call me. I'm there for you. I got you, Sally. I got your back. But what happens when you're too embarrassed to call somebody? 
What happens when rock bottom is so low that you don't even know, you don't even got the strength to pick up the phone to call somebody? What what happens when it's the shame and embarrassment? You know what I mean? And and yeah, you can say, oh, well, um, sometimes you got to put your pride to the side. But sometimes, sometimes you don't even know how to do that. You don't even know how to do that. So here I was in this relationship with this man, staying with him and his mamas, and I'm not working. He not working. Thank God that it was the summertime because Ty was staying at my mama's house for um, staycation. So thank God she was, God was covering her through all this, but you would have thought this lasted forever. This was it did not last. The relationship lasted longer than the 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 tox, toxicity of it lasted. Is that a word? I don't know. We're going to make it one today. So <clears throat> so we speeding up. And so we ended up moving again because he's this security guard. So whenever he gets pissed off or gets let go we move into another place and at first it was cool like dude that's cool you know you get free rent not when you move in every three days okay no stability and so I'm like well we move into this new place I I sit down I talk to him I'm like look school's finna start things have to change Ty's finna move home can't keep doing this like this has to be a permanent decision we have to put some structure and he like yeah okay yeah just listening we even made a list i think or something i think i don't know we might have we might have i don't it sound good anyway so i'm i I find a job and now mind you i ain't never been one not to work i lost the job due to the passing of my first husband And so then I just didn't ever really recoup back from that. But then once, you know, um, Ty, summer was getting ready to be over. I was like, look, it's time to put your big girl panties on. Stop playing game. You got to get a job. So end up getting a job. Nice job. I'm working overtime. Um, We got this apartment. He's working security. Things seem fine. Ty is there everything seems like it's okay. I go to work one day and I get a call from Ty and, um, she's like, mom, I'm like, what's up? And she's like, are we moving? I'm like, why would we be moving? And she's like, cause everything in the house is set for my stuff is gone. And I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, no, for real, everything is gone except for my stuff. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And so one of my coworkers is looking at me and she can like, no, I'm y'all know I'm 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 colored. All the colors draining from my face. And so she's like, Siobhan was wrong. And I'm like, I need to get home because that morning we have one car. He's like, um, hey Siobhan. I'm going to drop you off at work, but it was the morning to pay the rent. Now, mind you, we didn't been together for quite some time now. He paid the rent one month. I paid the rent the next month, vice versa. Well, this particular month, he said he was short $100. He was like, he would give it back to me that evening. Not uncommon. So I was like, well, I'm running late. So you're going to have to take my card and get it. He was like, oh, that's fine. I'll bring you some Wingstop. Awesome. I love Wingstop. So he's like, okay, I'll call you on your lunch break. So he calls. 
this man calls me on my lunch break and he's like, what do you want me to bring you from Wingstop? I'm like, oh, I'm working. I'm not even in the mood to eat. I'll just see you when you get here. Okay. I love you. I love you too. We can just eat Wingstop for dinner. That's fine. Go on about my day till I get the call. So get the call. My friend is like, do I need to take you home? I'm like, yeah, you need to take me home. So when we get to the house, I pull up. When I pull up, the way that the apartment is, the um, office is right in front of our apartment. So my car is there. So I'm like, oh, ooh, okay. So at least my car is there. So there had to have been some misunderstanding. I'm known to be overdramatic. So I, I'm like, let me go to the office. Kiki, laugh with them about this crazy ordeal. And I go in there. I'm like, hey, did, you know, such and such pay the rent today? And she was like, no. And she had an attitude. And I was like, he didn't. She was like, no, I thought y'all were moving. She was like, he's been, uh, he had a U-Haul out here all day. He's been moving all day. And I was like, huh? Uh, what? What? And she was like, yeah. She was like, um, we assumed y'all were moving. And so I'm like, okay, so I don't have anything else to say. So I leave, I go upstairs and I, um, get upstairs. And of course the apartment is completely empty. Um, but my card and my phone is on the on the dresser on the little the little door entryway thing and so i'm like well hell at least the nigga left the dang uh card in my phone so i used the card to call my phone use the phone to call my card and i called a card and i got 12 cents on my card so not only did he start swiping he took the money out the atm but when he could no longer take it he began swiping my card until there was no more money left to be swiped so i called the police and i'm trying to press charges and they're like does he live with you did he live with you and they're like well you gave him access to it and like right now my world is spinning like it's legit going crazy i don't i don't know what to do this person who i've been in a relationship for these last two years i don't even know who you are at this point like this man took the tissue in the comforter y'all i'm not even gonna lie he did um i didn't have no way of getting a hold of him like i was i was broken i was and i went and i talked to the um the apartment people and i was like listen this is what's going on can y'all help me out and the lady was like no she was like, you got to the end of this month and you're going to have to figure something out. And I'm like, do you not see that he left me too? Like, I'm stuck here too. And she was just like, you got to pick better choices. And I was just like, oh, wow. And so, um, Ty, I was going through a lot. And so Ty was staying over to my parents' house because I also needed to find out what I was going to do. I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have any money to my name. I didn't have anything at all. And I remember God saying to me, Siobhan, are you going to continue to keep doing things your way? Are you going to try things my way? And I remember saying, (laughs) I remember thinking in my head, like, I mean, I thought I was trying things your way. But sometimes you got to be real with yourself. I wasn't trying things my way. 
I was doing things that were pleasing to me. I was doing things that were pleasing to my flesh. I was doing things so I wouldn't have to face all of the bad decisions that I made. I wouldn't have to face all of the trauma that I'd gone through. Like all of that was just a way for me to not have to deal with it. Um, When in reality, once I decided that, you know what? I don't want to focus on a relationship. I don't want to focus on a man. I moved back home with my parents. <laughs> I shared a a bed with my 16-year-old who made every opportunity to tell her friends that I snored. Every opportunity and that I st- and I stayed in the bed with her. She did. She thought it was the cutest thing, but I guess what I did? I got two jobs. I worked full-time at my my regular job. I got a part-time job working at Old Navy. And every single thing that that man stole from me got replaced. It was brand new. And when it was time for me to move into my new place, I didn't hire any movers. It was nobody but me, my daughter, and God. We put every piece of furniture together and when I tell you there was no greater feeling because I had worked for that everything that that enemy had stolen from me God had replaced it but I had to let it go I had to let that toxic relationship go I had to let that toxic mentality go I had to let that revenge go I had to let that woe is me go I had to let that victim mentality go I had to let it all go I had to let it all go and say guess what there has to be better over here because there's nothing left over there so when I tell these stories each week I'm not telling them because they sound good I'm telling them because there is hope on the other side if you are in a toxic relationship get out if you are looking for your your confirmation, this is it. If you think you can't get out, I did. You can do it. If you need help, reach out. I am here. But I'm not here to preach. I just wanted y'all to know that there's somebody who has a toxic story too. And she came out and she is choosing to make boss moves instead of um, taking losses. And I want you all to be a part of this team with me. And I want you all to know that you are loved, you are appreciated, and you are valued, and that you deserve more. But you can't until you let go. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I will see you all next week with our latest toxic love story going wrong. Thanks for tuning in. And don't forget to be great on purpose.